0: back for episode six of Out of Band. I'm Anne Leslie. My name's
1: Jennifer Winokers. And my name is Faith appeal And today we're talking about money. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see we're already laughing because it's already. Do we a- want to yeah. talk about money? <laughs> I think we have to talk about money. <laughs> talk about money. It's like Jerry Maguire. It's show me the money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah no
0: we're going to talk about money because we don't talk about money enough I don't just meet three of us I mean just in general it's a huge taboo and we're going to dive into should it be right should it have this form mm-hmm. of secrecy around it um, and what kind of prompted the conversation today was just a random chat that I was having with um, a friend of mine who was telling me about it, a friend of hers um, who had basically brought up a situation in her work where she realized she was being but there was a big pay differential um, for somebody who was a guy doing more or less the same job, actually exactly the same job. Um, and she brought it to her people manager, who was told, "Oh yeah, touchy subject. I wouldn't bring it up if I were you. But I was just kind of scandalized by that. And then realized <laughs> when I kind of mentioned it to a few people that this isn't an isolated occurrence. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, what's your take on that, right? Because it just kind of went,
1: what? I mean it's 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 i'm I'm flabbergasted but at the same time i'm also like yeah not really that surprised because money is a really taboo thing like um it can differ per colleague it can differ per organization and it can also definitely differ per special uh, specialty
0: yeah there's like should it be a taboo
1: no that's the thing
0: (laughs) why should it be a taboo you know that's that's i think the the, the reason that I really wanted to kind of bounce this idea off the two of you is why mm-hmm. should, it is a taboo, but why? Like, I'm we all have a, Some of us, some of us don't have enough. Some mm-hmm. of us have arguably way more than any human could ever know how to spend, but it's sort of just this thing that's common to all of us. And yet, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's
1: just something that makes people hugely uncomfortable talking about. So f- full disclaimer, first and foremost, we're not going to name numbers in this this conversation. That's one thing, but we will be open about certain things. So for me, I believe in discussing money with professionals that have a similar skill set as I do, because I believe that the more everyone knows um, how people are being paid, what kind of rewards you get within an organization, or uh, the way um, you can negotiate, the better it is for the entire community. It equalizes things basically. So for me, it's I'm not gonna blabbermouth to every random person. Hey, look, this is what I'm earning. But at the same time, I do believe in having honest conversations with professionals who are trying to go to the same job as you do, or trying to get to the next level, for example, and share the same interests and same same information.
0: And I guess I mean, there's like
1: platforms like Glassdoor, right, where people voluntarily share more and
0: more. I don't know, yeah. Maybe how accurate it is, but I guess there is some level of transparency, but uh, what do you think, Faith? Yeah, go on. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: learned the hard way. Um, I think that it is important, especially for us women, to discuss it. Uh, Because I have realized, at least from the discussions that I've had with also other, other ladies, is that we tend to get the raw end of the deal and maybe it's just because we're not aware of what our male counterparts would be asking mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. and therefore you know we we tend to be shy like personally I whenever I'm asked okay so how much do you want mm-hmm I don't have an answer to that. I know. I know. It's so difficult to answer that question. And I don't know. It's just I I don't know. I think I think sometimes you just feel that you don't deserve it. And therefore you tend to underestimate Mm -hmm. your capabilities one of my managers just told me that you you, you just underestimate yourself and mm-hmm. um and unfortunately unfortunately the money that you get into a company with is basically your life <laughs>
0: so all right this is really important okay this is super important um when we were doing the prep for this I mentioned this lady Cindy Gallup, who's a sort of a social media phenomenon she used to work in, in advertising and she's a massive massive advocate for women mm-hmm. in every in every realm but particularly with regards to money yeah and one of the things that she's done to combat what you're describing Faith which, which is you know you're asked the question you know what are your salary expectations she developed um a bot and it sounds really stupid right but she was trying to make the point that we need to train ourselves to, somebody asks that question, mm-hmm. you come out with a response and it's like muscle memory. You don't have to think yep. about it and you overcome this hesitancy of, do I deserve it? Am I worth it? Am I going to look greedy? All of the social conditioning that we tend to grow up with. And she has this tip, which again, I kind of laughed at when I when I first saw it on LinkedIn, but it's, it's actually quite powerful, which is, Think of the highest number that you could possibly say without laughing and use that because what you're saying about the baseline right Mm -hmm. you can always come down and i learned this being a seller you can always come down you will never go up Mm, that's true
1: you know not not an initial negotiation anyway but again, this is also, again, where where knowledge is power, because if you know what your peers are earning at, for example, the same company or at different companies, then at least you have somewhat of a baseline that you can can think of when you're actually negotiating like um, and This is not necessarily only for women, but also for men. For example, if you know that uh, a company is, for example, heavily undervaluing uh, a certain skill set, then you, as a community, will will be less likely also to to go and work for that for that organization.
0: Yeah, but I mean, faith, word spreads I'll, around. Yeah, well, totally. Uh, just you know, back, coming back to what you were saying, Faith, about right, you know that what when you get asked that question you know you you could be in an interview and the interview is going like swimmingly well and then that question comes along what does it make you feel there's like uncomfort yeah I can already see the shoulders are going (laughs) what's what's the feeling put some words on it um
2: normally I feel that I would be disqualifying myself if I put it if you know, if, if I put a value to it, I will mm. easily disqualify myself if I go too high, you know, and and if I go too low, I know that I will also be underpaid. So answering that question, I find it very difficult, and I always try not to answer that question. I will say this At is all- what I I, I, w- I always make a detour. I say, this is what I have mm-hmm. and mm. I'm not going below that. Which is fair. <laughs> and no, it's not, it's not a good well, strategy no, because but, they'll give you yeah. just maybe a little One more dollar
0: above. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what I mean is it does, it does set an anchor, right? So unless you're massively dissatisfied with mm. your current salary, at least it is an anchor. Um, I, I wouldn't say that's a ridiculous approach, but I mean, what you could do probably is when you say that you've set your baseline and say hmm. any move brings risk, right? So there are people who are without judgment, who are very, very attached to their salary, you know, very attached mm-hmm. to money. There are other people who see money much more as a hygiene factor, which is, I just yep. don't want to be worried about my bank statement. Yep. Um, and it's okay, I think, for you to be able to say right well i just i, I need a risk premium, right because changing him from one role or for one company into another, I don't know anybody who's done it for less you, you might make <laughs> say, you there right. there are well, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> let me let me just let me just tell you what happened <laughs> so anyway um i I mentioned that I was working in um anyway uh, mm. <laughs> I just don't want to a company. anyway <laughs> I was I was working in a, in a company and I was trying to move into security and in the company that I worked for the package was really good right but I needed to change oh. careers okay. so mm. for me being me and being silly as I am I thought that it would make sense, at least for me, to go back a little, so that I can make that move, because I was earning well,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I needed to change. I, would, I mean,
0: I yeah. Sorry, go ahead,
1: Jennifer.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, can sorry. Understand.
2: Uh, and, and just to, and just to, you know, just to clarify, it's not, it's not the base. Obviously, you're not going. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way that I would go down on my base it's more mm-hmm. of like the package right mm-hmm. you have companies that give you uh iris what are they called mm-hmm. um, Bonds. yeah Bonds. Uh, stocks. stocks There are some companies that will give you um insurance and all that mm-hmm. so I'm talking about you know going back on stocks for example
1: mm-hmm.
2: which okay. is a big chunk of your salary <laughs>
1: I mean it it is something that I can understand though. Like if you're going in an extremely different role that requires different skill sets, then I understand you making at least the the decision to take a little cut either in your benefits, uh, or in the baseline salary. Um, if you, for example, have a specific, uh, roadmap cut out for yourself and know that you will get at a certain level within a certain time. I mean, that's also the case. If you go, for example, to a different organization, you will always have changes in, for example, um, whether or not you get a lease bar, whether or not you get more or less holidays, Mm -hmm. uh, extra, um, health insurance, extra, whatever. So there's always that, 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 differentiation if you switch jobs but I do believe that that the whole baseline salary is something that you do need to inform yourself and keep the discussion basically going on
2: yeah um, there, there was a move I was just about there was a move I was about to make which was this it would have been the silliest move of my career <laughs> <laughs> whereby you know the net would have been my gross so I would have actually been Ooh. going all the way yeah thank god i didn't make that mistake <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there, there are people like me no you you're, you're too <laughs> tough on yourself honestly you, you are too tough on yourself because you know i've been i've been reading a lot about this topic mm. and um some of the advice that's out there uh, particularly for people looking to pivot into um a new domain so mm. Me moving from um, financial services into consulting, mm-hmm. I remember being told that I should expect to take between a fourteen and sixty percent pay cut.
1: That's a lot.
0: And that's a lot.
1: That's absolutely.
0: a lot. <laughs> it's huge. And I said, "Hang on a second. I'm newly divorced with three children. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like that's not that, going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I have, you know, no." Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, you're going to have to be realistic about your expectations now." I hate that. I yeah, that, hate that
2: realistic about my <laughs> expectations
0: what do you mean well all it did was confirm that i wasn't going to be working for that particular company um but it is so i live in france and while i love france for a lot of things there is a certain culture around fitting into boxes and mm-hmm. um conforming and ticking you know the criteria do you match the profile that we yep. that we have for such and such a thing? And, switching from a domain into another is not how it works here. You mm-hmm. choose your lane early in life so that you choose your lane when you're in your teens and you stay oh. in your lane. Um, and this idea that you would have the crazy <laughs> propensity to, to switch lanes, um, they don't make it easy, you know. So. Uh, we generally on this podcast don't call out specific things, but I'm going to call this out because it has been significant for me. It was mm-hmm. that where I work currently, which is IBM, allowed me to make that change. Mm-hmm. And I banged on the door of a lot of companies and said, yeah, yeah, you're interesting, whatever, but no. And that's what was different here. And it's it's remarkable enough to be worth calling out mm-hmm. because, because I'm in the position I'm in now, I can help other women do stuff yeah. similarly, right? It's sort of paying it forward. Um, and creating these opportunities and showing that it can be done is part of it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of drifting a little bit off the topic, but nope. it's it's just to say that the telling people that they have to take that massive pay cut if they want to change, and when we're talking about trying to get women into security... Uh, or even men um, anyone who wants yeah. to get into security from a different domain uh, i don't know that many people who have the financial mattress that would allow them to take mm. a 60
1: percent pay cut you know yeah. it's, it's a big ask i mean it seems also a little bit depressing if you're in that kind of situation because if yeah. you have to stick to a path that you chose as a teenager for the rest of your uh, for the rest of your life know for me that would cause a very early midlife crisis and a couple of burnouts
0: welcome to france (laughs) (laughs) no and it is it is kind of actually that's probably a topic maybe for another another podcast Mm. like i remember being a teenager i don't know about you i didn't know what i wanted to do and i think there are so many kids who kind of get pushed into something because they have to do something which is okay like there's no problem with that as long as you have the freedom to be able to kind of you know find mm-hmm. your way but when you're told you are an accountant and you will always be an accountant or you are whatever yeah i think there are a lot of very unhappy people because of that <laughs> sorry that didn't mean to be- no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway back to the topic um is have you found any workarounds so faith you were talking about some of your workarounds and sort of you know you kind of divert the conversation.
2: not answering the question <laughs>
0: um jennifer what, what's your kind of go-to technique for coming out as best you can
1: so when i get that question um i make sure that i orientate myself prior to going into that conversation by looking at what peers would earn uh in that position at different organizations or maybe at the same organization if I can find that on, on the internet or in my circle. Never go less indeed than what you have or maybe even a little above that um, and that's more just to ensure that you can indeed live as uh, securely as you can. Yeah. I mean f- taking a pay cut sometimes necessary if the job for example is really really interesting you get a lot of satisfaction out of it but at the end you still need to pay your bills yeah so yeah um, like i've emphasized throughout this entire conversation i'm just really big on 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 being able to talk with peers about things i mean the more the better you inform yourself and the better your you your peers are informed i think the stronger you stand as a professional yeah and to add to that just
2: okay uh, one of the things that i have now now mm. found out is find yourself a male ally mm. and ask them how much will they ask for oh. ask them how much you know you have colleagues right uh, yeah. and they they know you they know your work ethics and stuff like that i i openly speak with my colleagues about it and um my male counterparts have told me if you're if you're going to move you ask for this and mm-hmm. nothing less than that yep. so yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know com- coming back to the that um opening comment i made right this conversation with a friend of friend and we were talking about it and i said what was it really that was bothering her you know, sort of being told, don't raise the topic. It's a taboo. It might be damaging to you. Was kind of, it was almost like it was going to be career limiting for her that she bring up this topic. And she said that it wasn't so much about the money. It was that what the money represented. So there's somebody yeah. doing the same job as you is paid more than you. It's like that, you're not being valued. It
2: stinks. It's yeah, st- that really bugs me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're doing the same exact job and maybe sometimes even performing better mm-hmm. than the counterpart but then the counterpart makes x times more than you why
0: yeah that, because they it, they dare to
2: speak out they dare to negotiate they know
0: how to and they know how to sell themselves um
2: yeah.
0: and it's it's acceptable right so this is one of the other things that i've learned is that i used to so i i learned to be a seller not because mm. I ever thought I was good at selling. It turned out I was pretty good at selling, but it was by accident that I found this out. But what I realized was that I was really good at negotiating for other people, mm. but I could not replicate the same level of confidence advocating for myself. Mm-hmm. So I could go in and I could like play hardball and I would negotiate contracts and I would, you know, get the result. And I remember like you were describing Faith, right? That feeling of. Like, <laughs> and not um uh, and i'm gonna go why can i not conjure the same mm-hmm. level of self-belief for myself that i can do when i'm negotiating on behalf of somebody else for something that arguably doesn't matter as much and i it touches on so many things it touches on sort of self-worth a mm. feeling of um I'm going to be judged for being self-interested. I'm going to be judged for being greedy. I'm going to be judged for being money grabbing. I was like, but where did I get all these kind of negative labels? And I I didn't grow up in a toxic environment at all, but there's just some kind of osmosis of social conditioning that gives us these inner beliefs that kind of make us feel that we shouldn't be doing it.
1: Yeah, but I think that that's basically just connected to the entire feeling around. We don't talk about money. We 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 push it under the carpet and it's just something that is there and just accept what you're being offered.
0: Yeah, that it's not okay. I did one time I'm smiling now thinking about it. kind I go, oh God, I took such a risk. Um I remember moving between roles and I happened to have a title of director, mm-hmm. which was like I was a figurehead, right? It just happened. But I I had the name <laughs> There wasn't much behind it, but I had Was that a token? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, and I remember going into an interview with six men in a very, very posh hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. And um, it was all very sort of jovial and whatever. And they said, right, well, here's what we're offering you. And I went, mm, no, I, I'm not, I'm not a, I, was, I was way more balsy than I would normally be. And I said, I'm not happy with that job title. And they said, well, that's what's on offer. And I said, well, I'm currently director. And the only way I'm planning on going is up. <laughs> and I remember, girl. <laughs> I remember, I remember their faces, especially there was one guy who mm-hmm. knew me very well from a previous life. And he was there kind of going, whoa, she's <laughs> <laughs> fierce. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> but My point on that was, um, it felt a little bit reckless. Mm-hmm and it might have been and i don't know that i would necessarily do the same thing again but it actually worked out okay and what it kind of showed me was you just sort of need to evaluate you get a feeling about whether or not a company wants you right it's kind of hard maybe in a first interview but again it's it's easier to roll it back kind of dial it back a little bit and at least you know they were hiring me for quite an aggressive business development role
1: Mm-hmm. and in
0: some ways it was sort of me showing them i'm
1: not a. Pusher. the skills yeah it shows the skills it shows the image that you can portray absolutely
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but you did it you
0: did it. I did it yeah and i think that's the thing like the, remember i was saying about the bot. Mm-hmm. we need to, i don't know i'm not suggesting we need to sit in front of our screens with a bot but it comes with practice i think a lot
1: of it we can learn with practice yep and you don't necessarily need a bot for that you can also use your Again, peers or friends or whatever for that. Mm-hmm. Hell, even your partner or your guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ladies, so mm-hmm. what then can... Is, is, is there a way that if, let's say, you find yourself in a situation um, whereby you've already undersold yourself and you're in the company and you like what you're doing, but you would prefer to have your package reviewed. Is there some advice that you have for
1: people I would. Well, if you are in that kind of a situation and you know for certain that people, uh, your colleagues are paid more for the same type of activities, uh, it's a difficult discussion, but I would go to someone in management or your direct manager or whatever, show the evidence, talk about it, and also discuss with him or her, either of the options, what the possibilities are. I mean, most of the cases, if you are willing to talk openly about it and to actually bring forth why you should be increased, you can negotiate something out of it.
2: And uh, what of the situation that Anne brought up in in the beginning? Um, whereby the girl went to the manager and the manager said it's a taboo.
1: So what would she do? What should she do then? Then it becomes very difficult, I guess. Tricky.
0: Yeah, so that's when it gets tricky. And I don't actually know what's going to going to happen in that case. Ben, I think she might just drop it. But the thing is, is that if she drops it, I would anticipate that her level of commitment to her job and to her company and her job satisfaction... Diminishes, drop. yeah. know so everybody loses like she's gonna lose because she's not going to develop she's not going to feel good work is no longer going to be fun or motivating the company will lose out on the best of her so everybody loses um just trying to think what's the best what's the best response like there is legislation
1: around this you know um but it's tricky trying to go that route I mean, if you go that route, then there could be a possibility that you get into such a disturbed relationship with yeah. your employer that you might not want to end up working there anymore also. it's It's an option, but it's not a safe option
2: If I were her knowing myself, I'd just go she, she might I'd go do. to the next I, I'd just mm-hmm. go to the next one. Mm-hmm. I find it very difficult to to talk about money mm-hmm and at least previously i found it very mm-hmm. difficult to talk about money and i will just leave
0: leave or depending on the size of the company i mean i think she, this this lady is working for a relatively small company so mm-hmm. alternatives are not huge right but there are companies where a lateral move mm-hmm. or kind of a sideways and up that kind of thing yep. um, in some some organizations there might be possibilities to do that because it can be tricky to get organizations to kind of reevaluate for the same scope right it's sort of saying I'm not going to pay you more for it. even if morally and ethically and whatever you can build a case for it but it can be a hard sell for a company mm-hmm. but if you if you kind of change the the job description a bit and you might move to a different team or whatever it might be might be a solution so that you don't have to take the risk of completely changing organizations and the company doesn't yep. with you so
2: but lateral movement, um, at least in companies that I've been, don't really. Unless you're really changing, um, yeah. It, I think the lateral movement doesn't really increase your package that much.
1: Well, it can unless it's, be- it's so far, sorry. No, go ahead, Jennifer. Yeah. yeah, no, unless it's like in such a big organization that you're really moving to a, a really different position in a really different department that is so far from your current role that it doesn't even touch it anymore, basically.
0: In yeah. way of saving face, like this is just one isolated example, and I don't think we could probably build a truth out of it, but somebody that I used to be in school with um, was in a very major consultancy and realized that she was massively underpaid. Like the differential was shocking. Um, and she brought it to HR and it was so bad. I think that they were probably worried about a court case because it was that bad. Um, and the the optics on it were terrible. And for some reason, instead of just kind of paying her, there, there was politics involved and they preferred and she in, in agreement with it. right? She didn't lose out at all, but it was a way of saving face for people who were involved who had been probably to blame in some shape or form mm. either because they hadn't done anything. It was mm-hmm. less that it had been a conspiracy, but more that there'd just been, people had noticed and not taken any attention of it. Yeah. Um, but that was, she did move, she moved kind of into a, a sideways role. They, they rectified the differential and that case worked out pretty well. Um, but I'm guessing a lot of people in that situation do what you're suggesting, Faith, which is basically, screw yeah. that, I'm, I'm off. I actually
2: uh, w- when I when, when I moved to the Netherlands, so I was talking to my colleagues and they were telling me that um how they they're able to bump their mm. package was just moving.
1: Because yeah. mm-hmm. you're
2: because you're you're coming from from a different country and wait, I was I was coming first of all from Russia, um African gonna end up mm-hmm. paying me either, either way so sorry um, yeah there was <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so they were saying um you know the the way to bump up your salary is just do one year or something and move to the next one and move to the next one and that's how mm-hmm. they they went to millions <laughs>
0: there are times as well i'm just thinking about one of the things faith where you said you were like really really silly there are times where you just don't have leverage right Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking back to 2010 when i was full-time stay-at-home mom and i was trying to get back into into work which is really really tough probably in all countries but particularly hard in france um and i remember having somebody had helped me out and it got me an interview and i remember asking and i i bolstered myself right and i asked for a reasonable amount and the guy who owned the company laughed laughed actually laughed and i wasn't asking for an, un, un, an unreasonable amount right I, i'd done like mm-hmm. jennifer i'd done the research and he laughed and he went after the amount of time that you've been off the job market are you serious And I was there kind of looking at him going... Sounds a bit like an asshole. (laughs) Well, the thing was, I really wanted the job. Like, I really wanted the job. And I knew Mm -hmm. how hard it was going to be for me to find work elsewhere. And I was there kind of going, yeah, I'm I'm not liking the attitude. But on the other hand, I'm going to get this attitude everywhere. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I just had to suck it up. Um, And I didn't have... I really didn't have any leverage to Mm -hmm. to to negotiate because having you know sort of early early career experience and then 10 years of a gap which is huge Mm -hmm. between the ages of 23 and sort of 33 yep that's when a lot of your kind of the foundation of your career happens Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I remember being laughed at and I remember going yeah, I'm gonna get myself into a position where I'm not gonna be laughed at anymore because it was horrible. That was a really horrible experience.
1: Well, now they no longer laugh at
2: you. When when uh, mm. the time I mentioned that I was silly, it's mm. it was actually I was trying to move into a a big four company, and I was so excited about it. Big fours, big four is different. Big, fours. big four has. Arranged salary. Oh God. Levels. (laughs) So anyway, I was trying to move to a big four and I was really excited about the company, the job, the perspectives, everything just ticked the box. The only thing is that the pay, girl, (laughs) the pay was painful. And um, thank God, you know, I came came home and I was so excited and I'm telling my husband, uh, yeah, I like this job and I really want to move but then you know I have to take a cut because I'm going to be losing stocks and stuff like that and he's like faith I'm out of it Mm -mm. (laughs) no he's like and 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 and, uh, that's why it's important to surround yourself with people like this because he's like after after your certificates after your master's after this you're going to go for a cut like that that is Was a graduate salary no no i'm like no but then it gives me perspective you know as in at least i can Mm. i i I can see myself growing in that role faith no
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i didn't make my silly move (laughs) no but that's something that you do something what you mentioned right now there's also a difference in organizations that have a fixed hierarchy and a fixed salary range model basically and companies that are a little bit more free with that and you do need to be aware of that if you are solicitating at a um, at an organization basically
0: yeah yeah that when they have like very strict grading and levels and this is the threshold yeah yeah. yeah there's only so much you can do with that
2: yeah they told me they told me uh, so when I I tried to negotiate after that right when when my husband told me no you're not moving there I tried to negotiate (laughs) I tried to negotiate and they they did bump it up Mm -hmm. but they could not go above the level yeah what I was getting was above that level and they're like no they cannot go above it I'm like okay sorry people
0: (laughs) I got bills to pay (laughs) pay. Yeah. yeah so i think what our like our message is it shouldn't it shouldn't be so hard we need to talk about it more we need to
1: practice mm-hmm. even asking for what we're worth
2: yeah
1: any and other tips knowledge is power that's all i want to line here glass door mm. glass door helps or your own community basically anywhere you can find the information yeah and yeah. If you find the internet scary, which is funny if you're working in cybersecurity, if you find the internet scary, just talk to your friends. Call call a friend. Yeah,
0: totally. So are we good for today? We wrapped up up the money topic.
2: Let's wrap it up. And probably next time, let's bring some men to give us tips about this topic. (laughs) I
0: have a very good person in mind. How, How do they do it? Yeah yeah so it would be a good discussion <laughs> yeah. so like and subscribe yes. and we'll see you next time thanks all bye